Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Success. And today we're going to be talking about motherhood. I have a guest on called Amyana and her brand is called The Sovereign Mother. So I worked with Amy as one of my one-to-one clients last year. She's also been through money medicine and she's currently a sacred sister. So I know Amy well. We work together closely for almost a year now and she is just incredible at juggling everything. She has a home, she has two sons, she has a business that she runs full-time from home as well. And it used to amaze me when we'd go on a one-to-one call and she would be breastfeeding, she'd be looking after the kids and the dogs at the same time as doing the personal development work and running her business and serving clients. So in this episode, we talk about how to balance it all. She helps women, specifically mothers, to step into their power and their sovereignty, to help them claim their unique purpose, while also feeling like they're fulfilling their purpose at home with their family and their children as well. So there's some real gold in this episode. She drops some pearls of wisdom. It's very, very impactful. So enjoy this one. I know I definitely enjoyed having this discussion. Welcome to the Spiritual Success Podcast with me, Liz Roberta, a Hay House author and spiritual life and business coach. I'm here to help you harness your inner world as an entrepreneur so that you can unleash your full power and profits, taking you behind the scenes of your business and giving you everything you need to make energy a key part of your strategy for success. It's completely possible to have clarity, inner peace and balance as you climb the ladder to six and seven figures in your solar business. So let me show you how as we dive into another episode of Spiritual Success. If you want to become a certified spiritual coach and have a career that lights you up, changing lives with spirituality from anywhere in the world, I think you're going to like this announcement. My Spiritual Coaching Academy program is open and enrolling now. This is my three-month live group program with weekly calls, energy work, and extensive training. It's accredited by the ACCPH awarding body, so you come away with your own results in terms of manifestations, quantum leaps, heightened intuition, and completely healing the witch wound, which are just some of the big breakthroughs past students have had and also the ability to do soulful work full-time as an intuitive spiritual coach. The coaching industry and wellness world are blowing up right now, so there's never been a better time to get certified as a spiritual guide. PwC reports that the coaching industry is the second fastest growing sector in the world. The market value is expected to reach $25 billion by 2025. On top of that, the overall wellness market that you'll be in has been valued by McKinsey at $1.5 trillion with annual growth of 5 to 10%. I also have so many people go through this program just for the personal transformation element, which is huge, by the way. They come away with more confidence, a deeper sense of spiritual connection, and a stronger belief in their ability to create magic. In SCA, you can find a group of like-minded souls on the same journey as you, and dive deep into energy, manifesting, and spiritual healing for 12 weeks with me and the rest of your group. So if you know you're a healer and you're here to do big work in the world, you feel called in any way, you want to improve your manifesting skills and heal energy blocks, and you want to overcome your limiting beliefs, Spiritual Coaching Academy is the place to be. The link to enter is in the show notes or go to lizroberta.com forward slash SCA. 
If the doors are already closed by the time you're listening to this, make sure you join the waitlist. But if you go now and they're open, I hope I'll see you inside so that you can change your life and the lives of so many others inside Spiritual Coaching Academy. Hi, Amy. Hello. I'm so happy to be here with you today talking about motherhood. So you haven't always had this business and you haven't always been talking about motherhood. So how did you get into entrepreneurship? Uh, I feel like so many people are going to relate with this, but I really had no plans ever to become an entrepreneur. I actually am a nurse by trade. So I got into entrepreneurship really feeling this nudge or this feeling that I think many of us have felt where I just, I was probably five or six years into my nursing career. And I was just feeling so deeply unfulfilled. Like I just, I felt like there was something more I was meant to do. I just didn't know what that was. I felt really frustrated too, because I have always just felt like I'm, I, deeply connect with people, but in the healthcare industry and the nursing setting, there's just not a lot of room for that. It's very much surface level, which I really struggled with. I found day in and day out with my job. I found that to be the most draining was it felt like I had to sort of suppress parts of myself. And it was very just masculine, get the job done on to the next. So I started to feel this real pull to around holistic health. And I was looking into holistic health coaching, getting certified in that. And um, but at the time I was in thousands of dollars in student debt and credit card debt. Um, So I remember looking into it and seeing it was like $2,000 at the time to get into a program. And I was like, well, I can't afford this what can I do? And I stumbled very, at the time I was getting, I struggled a lot with my body dysmorphia, disordered eating my whole life. And at the time I was, again, sort of on my beginning and getting in my own personal, what I didn't realize then was part of my leading up to my spiritual awakening. But, you know, I started, which I think many people start this way, but I started focusing on the outside. I started focusing on my physical health. So I was in that, um, going through that. I had recently, you know, I started working out and exercising and I sort of just stumbled into this opportunity with network marketing as a health and fitness coach. So I started that thinking, you know, hey, maybe this is my way to get out there, to start talking about the things that I'm more passionate about, start talking more about holistic health and just sort of getting to the root of even my own um, feelings of just feeling unfulfilled and not enough and lacking confidence. And so that's really where it began was I just, I felt this pull for more and to go deeper. And what ended up happening was I started a business essentially doing that for myself and sharing what I was learning along the way. And I did that for a few years and I'm so grateful for it because it got my feet wet with what it even took to be a business owner, to work with other people, to put yourself out there on social media, to 
start sharing vulnerably, like beyond just, I think Instagram at the time was literally like you just used it to post pictures you took. Like, I don't, you know, so to write your heart and to share things, knowing your friends and family were going to see it was just, I remember feeling so terrified to start putting that piece of myself out into the world. And I did that for a few years and what I, it ended up leading me to was realizing I had come so far, but now I needed to go even deeper. You know, um, I was still, as I was doing personal, you know, that, that business led me to personal development, this whole new world. Like I had never, I never even heard of the term personal development. And I, I really started to expand my own vision of myself. But I think what happens with many of us too is we just, we can only get so far on our own sometimes. And that's really what that, what happened was, you know, a few years, I had that business for another five years and I did it all on the side of working full time as a nurse. And I had this vision, right, to, I had always dreamed of being a mom. I was, I couldn't wait to get married. I couldn't wait to start our family. And I think in the back of my mind and hopes was like, I just really wanted to be free. I wanted to be free to do the work that I was passionate about, get paid for it, and to be able to raise my family and um, not have to go to my nursing job or work for anyone else and things that I wasn't actually passionate about. So that was really kind of the web that I was caught in with that business was, again, I was starting to reach this feeling of like, there's more I'm here to do. This isn't it. But I was so focused on also just I'm ready for this next chapter of my life to begin of motherhood and being a wife. And so I built that business to the point where I felt comfortable stepping back from nursing and living off of that income. And that's what happened is I I had so much fear around becoming a mom. And because I was so f- afraid of carrying any of that lack of lack of confidence. I was so afraid that I was going to repeat a cycle. I didn't want to raise my children feeling growing up and feeling the way that I felt as a child. And I really struggled with that because I had great parents. I have great parents. And I didn't have a horrible childhood, but it was this lack of feeling like I belonged. And so I, I was really kind of in a battle with myself throughout this whole period because I, I still was starting to, I still didn't quite feel like I belonged. I'd come a long way. I'd gained a lot of surface level confidence, but in the heart of me, I still wasn't sure what I was here to do and how I was, you know, who I truly was. And then 2020 happened. I left my nursing job the fall of 2019 went completely full-time into my health and fitness coaching business and got pregnant. We bought our, moved into our dream home and then 2020 happened and I became a mom in 2020 in the middle of a pandemic and it completely rocked my world. It was just like everything within me that wasn't grounded, I felt like was shaken up during that time. And and then I and then I entered the ground shaking world of motherhood, which is a whole new world in and of itself. So 
I ended up falling very deeply what I didn't, I think, into a mix of things. Definitely postpartum anxiety, definitely some postpartum depression came up through, which again, I can't say how much of that was triggered from just everything that I was, we were all living through at the time. Um, I know, I know I'm definitely not alone in that, but what really came through from that time period, that very dark period was like, I'm really not happy. And that was a really hard thing to swallow because I had worked so hard to get there. I had worked so hard on myself, just in my business, to be home full time, to to become a mother was like this big dream of mine. And then I felt so deeply unhappy. And that made the depression, I feel like, and the anxiety even worse because I didn't dare want anyone to think that I wasn't happy to be mom. And even with this business that I created, like, I feel like we have so much shame. I had so much shame around feeling like seeming ungrateful, feeling ungrateful, which I wasn't, but I wasn't happy. And so I, I came to this point where I realized something needs to change because I am struggling. And on the outside, you know, everything looked great. <laughs> I had beautiful sun and I have this beautiful home and I had this seemingly very successful business on the outside, but on the inside, it was just like, I, I, it, you wouldn't have understood because I was just so deeply not happy. And it felt like the only thing keeping me together at that time was the rhythm of my life of, I knew where I needed to show up. I knew what I needed to do, check the boxes, post the pictures and that you know, that kept me, I lived with, I lived off of the, um, the vanity at that time, you know, the vanity of people thinking that I was successful, that helped, but fleetingly, it was just like all so fleeting. And so I got to this point in the beginning of 2021, where I realized, you know, I had this very rock bottom moment where I realized my business was like, I, I could not do it any longer. Like, I could not continue to build this business because I knew, like, that was at the very, like, one of the very biggest things that was so deeply not in alignment with me anymore. As I knew, I knew I was meant to do something bigger. And so um, I did a very scary thing. I, <laughs> I got to this point where I just felt so unfulfilled with that business that I knew I knew I wasn't I couldn't do that. But I kind of just surrendered it to the universe of like, I don't know what I'm here to do. But I need to do something. And I ended up getting a email in my email about um, a life coaching certification course from a speaker that I had heard at a women a business conference two years prior actually the same month week that I found out I was pregnant with my son. So back in 2019 and I saw that I hopped on a discovery call and I, you know, it was $15,000 <laughs> to invest in this coaching certification course. And I remember she gave me a bit of advice that I've never let go of. And I think really guided me from there on out when she said, tune in and listen to your body and listen to what comes through and trust it. And I was just like, 
that was so foreign to me up until that moment, like was like, she gave me permission to trust whatever was coming up within me. Like, so not my mind, you know, not logic, because logically that made no sense. I had no, I did not have the money to pay for that course, but everything in my body was guiding me that this was a yes, that this, I needed to do this. So I did, I signed up and I put it on a credit card and I just committed in that moment that one way or the other, I'm going to find a way to pay this off. So it was a really crazy turning point because that coaching certification, starting that journey, I mean, to become a life coach, you are coaching yourself. (laughs) You are with all of this work of, you know, as you know, you go first, you are the vessel, you are the, the wisdom you, you have is the fact that you go through it yourself. And so what happened was I was on this journey. And as I was coming through this realization that I was struggling with postpartum, it was just It was all the medicine that I was needing at that time in order to really pull myself out of that dark place. And it helped me immensely to, I, you know, at the time, all this darkness and all this hard had really taken a toll on my marriage. And it was everything that I was learning throughout that time that helped me get to the the awareness that I needed when my marriage seemed like it was about to end that I need to love myself. That what's missing here is that I need to stop putting everything and everyone ahead of me. And I need to do whatever I need to do to be truly and completely authentically happy. And I just kind of, again, made another, had another surrender moment where I was like, you know, no matter what happens, like I can't control my husband, whether he decides to move forward with our marriage or not. I can't decide, I can't control anyone. I can only control my decision right here and right now that I'm going to do whatever I need to do from here on out to be happy. And I, that's what I said to my husband. (laughs) And that's what I said, you can, you know, join me or not, but this is what I'm doing. And, and he recommitted to going forward with me. And we just, I ended up finishing out that course and we got pregnant with my second son. And I kind of started a whole new chapter. I completed that at the end of 2021. And in January, February of 2022, I launched my life coaching business. And I um, had completely stopped and stepped away from my health and fitness coaching business. And I, I guess you could say that was that. <laughs> so I feel like, but you know, as um, I've learned, and you probably can attest to this, it's like, you never, you never really get there. You just kind of keep going deeper and keep ascending and keep growing. And so that's really what 2022 to now has really been is just been a continuous deepening and unraveling of my authentic self and it's changed everything it's changed every bit and piece of my life because it's all connected and um yeah (laughs) that was a very long story but that's that was that (laughs) 
so much of what you said reminded me of living in tune and when you got told to tune in and you'd never even thought about that before because you just followed logic I was exactly the same that's why I wrote the book because I would literally make lists of right I could do this I could be an accountant I could be a vet like that's how I chose my degree I wrote lists at no point did I think about what I would enjoy it was a hundred percent logic my mind and there was a lot of scarcity in there as well which definitely didn't help like I just wanted money to be secure all very bad reasons to choose your life path but I do think that that was meant to be so that I then got the lessons to be able to write living in tune and help other people to start using their intuition and finding a path that feels right for them. So it could totally resonate. And I know so many people listening. I have a lot of listeners who've bought the book and read the book. I know you've bought it for a few of your coaching clients, which I just love. I've read the book. Oh yeah. I love that book. Thank you. And there'll be so many people listening who are where you were when you were nursing and you just felt like you were kind of wasting time. And every, like I remember every single day I would cross off the days on this sad little desk calendar that I had every day. And that was the highlight of my day, just crossing that day off as done. And that is no way to live your life. So I can totally, totally relate. Mm-hmm. So you obviously focus on working with mothers now. And you talked about how it was this huge paradigm shift. What are some of the common threads and struggles that you see with mothers who have a business and are juggling motherhood at the same time? I really have found that it's a lack of the connection, I think, too, with I think what we find comfort in and myself included, you know, with my what I learned with that health, my health and fitness coaching business was you couldn't just who you are behind the scenes matters just as much as who you are showing up as. And what I wasn't doing back then was I wasn't embodying who I needed to be in order to be the woman that was feeling fulfilled and happy, juggling, wearing those hats. So what I mean by that was that I find that women still approach it as from a very logical sense of like, okay, I have this business, I show up and I need to show up at this time and do this and very masculine focus. But what we need to do is be focused on, you know, we are the vessel, but the vessel is only the shell of what is within you. And what's within you is your heart and your soul and your spirit and your authentic self. And in order for that to really come through, for you to show up in those areas as a mom, as a wife, as a business owner, you need to do what brings you joy and what fuels that vessel, what fuels your light to come through. And so what I really, I find with a lot of women is that we struggle with feeling like worthy of doing that. And where a lot of that has come from, I find, is that we are told or we are shown or taught what we think is success, what we think is a good mom, what we think is a good wife. You know, I can say for myself that it's really easy to look at people on social media and look at what they're showing you and think, That's who they are behind the scenes. But that's what we all, like where we all, I think, go wrong 
is understanding that like we really have to become so good at discerning what's real and what's not what's true for me and what's not what's what's true for someone else and what's not true for me and so what kind of comes through with motherhood is that a lot of us struggle because we get into motherhood and who do we look to our mothers we look to other mothers to help guide us to what it what do i do here like what do i do now like how to swaddle your baby to whether you should stay home full time whether it's you should um, put your child in daycare vaccinate not vaccinate there's so many decisions that come with motherhood and i find that a lot of us fall back into automatic programming of we do what we were raised we do what we saw we do what we've been told but really that's just another way that we are essentially taking that power away from ourselves we are dimming down our own authentic self because we're again like that moment when she told me tune into your body step away quiet the noise listen in what what are you telling yourself what's your intuition telling you and i find that that's where a lot of us get off track especially in motherhood is because we feel this overwhelming responsibility now as a mother because we are responsible for this human being and we think that we need to show up a certain way in order to be good enough for that child but really what our children need the most is for us to be fully ourselves and order to show them to give them that safety and comfort to actually be that for themselves and really that's what that's all our you know anybody wants in this world is to be truly seen and accepted for who they truly are or for that to be ignited within them right to create be have that safety that yeah i get to be show up and be who i am and that's okay and that's me and that's you and and so i find with business that's really where the inner work comes in because if you're not feeling worthy or if you're feeling like you're stuck in your mind in your day-to-day -day life and you're stuck in that that lack of worthiness of i can put myself first it, that's going to show up in your boundaries that's going to show up in in your pricing and and how you work with your clients and and everything and then everything bleeds back it's all connected so it's it's really about reminding women that they are the leader of their own life and that they are the ones in charge of whether of their own happiness and that was really like the harsh reality that i had that i faced but it was actually like the most loving thing i ever did for myself was to give myself back the power to say no and to say that no more like this cycle stops with me this pattern stops with me and to give myself permission to sort of like clean the slate and just go like go back to the core of who am i and what do i like what do i enjoy what are my values what what's important to me you know like you were saying like you never even asked yourself what do i enjoy doing it's the same thing and we don't realize like my biggest fear was to repeat the cycle to repeat the pattern for my child to grow up feeling like they needed to show up a certain way to be loved and accepted i didn't even realize that i was doing that like that i was projecting that 
because I was putting myself through that still, you know, that I was still holding myself to certain standards and to certain ways of being that because I was looking to everyone else for the answers. I was looking to everyone, every expert, every person like analysis paralysis, because I finally feel a lot of comfort in having a copy paste, like give me a template and let me insert myself in it. But that's just not going to lead you to your most fulfilled aligned life. It's going to lead you to someone else's, you know? Um, and so you're not, you're always going to have that, that missing feeling, that void feeling. And that's where I find like a lot of the anxiety stemmed from for me, because I was living a, a life that made sense. I was, you know, I'm, it makes sense. It feels safe. It's someone else's dream, but it's not mine. And so that constant nagging of like, it's frustrating. It's it's maddening in a way. And then you have these little beings relying on you. You feel like it, it brings up anger and it triggers the the wounds within you of where you feel like you're just you're just not being heard and you're not being seen. But that's where a lot of the confusion comes in too, because a lot of women don't really know who they truly are. They haven't been given the space or given themselves the space or the time to actually figure that out. And so that's really where I find like to build anything sustainable and something that grows with you, it has to grow in alignment with the real you, you know, or else it's always going to be um, a forced thing that, that just kind of gets pushed instead of actually that feels like it actually is natural and flows with you. Hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> so much gold in there. And you've mentioned a few times about patterns and themes and not wanting to repeat history. Mm-hmm. What were some of the biggest patterns that you discovered in motherhood? Because I'm sure it brought a lot to the surface. Oh, and yeah. how did you overcome them? Yeah. So, well, first of all, I thank you for a lot of bringing a lot to my awareness because I the biggest pattern I would say was putting the man first, putting our spouse, our partners at the head of our household. And growing up, I, I saw a lot of sacrifice from my mom. I saw my mom completely uh, 180 her life because of choices that my father made. You know, uh, my parents split up when I was really young and my mom left a job that she absolutely loved and adored to go back to school and get a a job that had benefits and made sense and paid more money in order to take care of us, which I'm so great. You know, I mean, gosh, sacrifice, right? And yet what bothered me, I guess, growing up as we grew up was like that sacrifice breeded a lot of unhappiness and resentment within my mom that I, as a child, I feel then felt very responsible for. And nothing that my mom ever said or did, but just seeing my mom so unhappy and to make so many sacrifices. And then to then my parents ended up getting back together and then just to continuously see how she worked this so hard taking care of 
the house, the bills, taking care of us. She did everything. And so that was a lot of what I saw was like, you know, men uh, made these decisions, men did what they want, but that the women sort of clean it all up and the women just kind of wrap it all up, put a bow on it, make it all work. And so there was this immense amount of pressure that I put on myself, but also that I was raised with to that you had to work really, really hard and you always had to have your, your walls up. You always had to have, you know, you always had to have security and safety because of the what ifs of life. And so that was, you know, I did very much the same thing. I went, I chose my career. I knew, always knew I, I was drawn to people. I was drawn to helping people. But, you know, I wanted to be a baker. I wanted to be a nutritionist. I wanted, there was all these things I still was like attracted to and figuring out, but I had to do what made sense and I had to get a job and support myself. And so what I find with women, when we step into motherhood, it's like, there's a lot of sacrifice that is made. And I feel like that we put on ourselves. I know I put it on myself. I assumed that when I became a mom, that I would be home full time. One, I know I freedom is one of my highest values, but also I didn't understand what that truly was going to take to completely devote myself to the home and to my children and to my family. And I thought also that that meant that I couldn't ask for anything else, you know, that that was my job, that was my role and that I couldn't ask for a day off, quote unquote, or ask for support from my husband. I needed to bend and mold myself to him and mold myself to his schedule and his life. And and um, I find that so, so common with, with my clients is that we have either been raised in homes where the mother stayed home or the mother sacrificed or the mother did everything and she didn't ask for help and she put a smile on her face didn't you know and all this stuff and we just live in this world but then we you know as the woman as the mother or as females we share you know I hear from my mom how much she struggled I hear all the things she gave up I hear from her how much she wishes she did or the behind the scenes and it creates a lot of bitterness and it creates a lot of frustration towards our spouses whether it's shared outwardly or not, it's there because it's almost like we as women are looking for permission or, or we're looking outside ourselves for for the permission and the answers. But really, it's, it's just about recognizing that we aren't our mothers and our mothers aren't their mothers and that we all, as women, it's our job to to live our own life and it's our job to detach what isn't ours and so, so much of what I, you know, even discovered with working with you is the generational patterns that have been passed on that we just, again, we assume we just, one, we, is we don't know they're there. And then we just assume that, well, this is the way it's always been. So this is the way it's always going to be. And it's really, gosh, no, we, we have so much um, responsibility, I feel, to become aware of those patterns and to become aware of what doesn't feel right and feel true for us because really if we don't that patterning just continues on and gets absorbed by our children and that's exactly that fear that was always lingering within me 
And I realize now that that's part of my calling is to help women become aware of their own of their own patterns that have just sort of been assumed or carried on or have gone on unaware that are really robbing them of just their vitality, of their joy, of pursuing their their true callings. Because I think another thing too is that we, like I said, you know, no mom ever wants other women or anyone to ever think that being a mom isn't enough. And it's really just understanding that it's not that motherhood isn't enough. It's not that it isn't a gift. It's not that it isn't the best part of my life. It's just that it's just not all of my life. And it's just not all of me. And that part of my gift for my children, too, is to live out all expressions of who I am and not just to be mom. I love that you brought that up about the generational patterns, because we have it from two angles. We have it from our mother's ancestry, but also our father's ancestry. And I know that's a lot of what we worked on with the money work as well. Those generational patterns that literally live in our DNA, they stick in our energy field and that lack carries on and lack reflects back. So I love that you brought that up. And I always say that we break a fractal by choosing to do differently. So those repeating patterns that go on and on, like if you throw a plate out to the universe, it will just spin and spin infinitely. It will not stop until something gets in the way, until there's a pattern interrupt. And that's what fractals are. They're repeating patterns. And it's the same thing with generational trauma until someone does something differently and makes that decision to heal it, to change it, to rewrite the story, change the pattern, then it finally changes. And that will feed through to your sons and their children and on and on and on. So it's incredible work that you've done just by doing that work on yourself. It's made Mm -hmm. such a difference to your future lineage. So I think that's Mm -hmm. incredible. And we've talked a lot about the uh, challenges of motherhood and having a business. What have been some of the best bits about being a CEO at home and a mother as well? Oh, gosh. I think, again, just the autonomy of being able to design your life and to design a business that complements who you are and the seasons that you are living in. You know, I find as soon as I really released a lot of who I wasn't and I released a lot, I realigned with my own values and I realigned with, you know, what it is that I'm truly lit up by. I gave myself permission again to to be present. And I think that's really what all of us are truly seeking in motherhood is just not to, it's just to be in it, you know, and to the ability to be in it and not be worrying every second about where I need to be or when I'm going to have to go into work or when I'm going to have to be here, there, anywhere. It's that you are the boss. You get to decide what feels good. And what a huge gift that is to be like, no, I get to choose how and when I show up and I get to let it feel really good and feel like it fits my family schedule. And so I find that that is one of the best parts being, you know, a CEO or an entrepreneur as a mother. And I feel like, I feel like it's wild because I almost feel like the more I mompreneurs or entrepreneurs I meet, the more I realize, gosh, I feel like we're built for it. 
you know, like just the more I even step into my own sovereignty and just my own feminine power, I realize, wow, women are creators. Women are literally descendants of Mother Earth, the most abundant, creative person thing in the world. We literally have so much power within us, just being who we are. And you think about the fact that you even create a human being and you bring it into this world. It's just like for, for the part of my life that I felt like I needed, you know, that I gave so much power to everyone else. It just really kind of is humbling because I since becoming an entrepreneur, I just really feel like the sky is the limit. And what, a, what an empowering gift to give to my children because I feel like it's just made me realize that you really are the creator of your own destiny. And I love, I love living that and to be able to continue to build that with my children, you know, literally like in it with me, because I feel like they're, they're not just hearing it, they're, they're seeing it and they're able to see me wear different hats all while I'm in their presence, you know, and just in their world. So I will say the the other really big piece that I find that is most impactful, and I kind of touched on this earlier, like I said, it's changed my whole life. And it, biggest of all is it's absolutely changed my marriage. And I find that the best part about being an entrepreneur that most people don't know when they go into entrepreneurship is that it is personal growth. <laughs> And that it is, you are the CEO, right? So it all starts with you. And like I said, you know, same thing with motherhood, same thing with everything. You are at the core of it. So it's literally all centered around your growth and everything around you is going to be reflected back to you. So I've really learned that the more I embody my true self, the more I've been able to help my husband break some of his own generational patternings that were really, again, part of our marriage getting to the place that it had gotten because it's not just us, right? We, but we can't control anyone else. But really, it's about, you know, if you lead yourself, that's going to be enough because the people around you are going to feel it and notice it. And so I just have such immense gratitude for everything that I have learned and gone through and grown through over these last few years as an entrepreneur because I feel like it's really changed my relationship inside my marriage and within and my marriage as a whole of just immense more understanding respect it's really allowed me to to be seen you know and feel like I'm really safe to be seen for who I truly am and I can't say that that was true before. Um, and that was a lot of, again, what's that's definitely been the bit, one of the biggest things that's come through, especially in the last year, was just still really understanding that if there's any area of your life that you feel like you're not able to fully be yourself, that that is going to be reflected in the other areas of your life and, and just giving yourself permission to start doing that and leaning into that. Oh my gosh, so powerful. And when you said that about Mother Earth, I was getting full body goosebumps. Like I mm. rave about Mother Earth so much because she is the source of abundance. So I loved everything you said around that. Mm-hmm. And you obviously teach about being sovereign and being a sovereign mother. So can you talk a bit about that and what that means to you? 
To me, being sovereign means being so rooted and grounded in who I am and in my own truth that nothing, nothing shakes me. Nothing veers me off course from my own compass, you know? And I really feel like to sovereignty is understanding the power of both, understanding the power of that masculine energy, of being that powerful mother. I, I think of like a grizzly bear, but I feel like, you know, that typical, very much mother, that mother power, it's just, it's understanding that all of us, male or female, need both and that we are the ones in charge and that you are the leader of your life, that you are the leader of your own happiness. And I feel like a lot of that too has been really eye-opening and life-changing is just the understanding that everything is a reflection of you. So it really takes a lot of the victim out of it. Because when you are sovereign, you are a warrior and you recognize that everything is happening for you because it's all guiding you, teaching you, leading you where it is that you're meant to be, what it is you're meant to learn and do and experience to help prepare you for the next leg of your journey. And so I'll give you an example. So the other night I had this complete like you know, I've had this thought come through of like, I, I'm such, I'm always been introverted. I'm such a homebody. You know, I work from home, all this stuff. And I'm a projector, like you name it. I'm a cancer. I have all these external societal acceptable reasons for why I'm a homebody. And yet I crave, one of my biggest things this year is that I crave community. I've been really I, I know I'm probably not alone in this, but really pulled to get more involved with my community, do more in-person work, get together with my friends more, build more relationships, right? And yeah, I always have struggled with people just showing up at my house <laughs> because it's like it disrupts my flow. I don't know. I feel like I'm not, that's an area where I feel like I'm not, I've been very inflexible <laughs> with that. And I was talking about it the other night with my husband and it's like, as soon as I talk, opened it up or I put it out there, he pounced on it and he was like, oh yeah, you are, you're very abrasive when people come over. And it was so triggering. And I was like, so, I felt so attacked and I felt so like hurt by his words. And I immediately wanted to be like, what an asshole, what a jerk, like, you know, like how mean of him to like say that about me. But really what I realized was that he was actually doing me a really great gift that he must feel like our relationship has gotten to the level where we can be honest. Was his delivery great? No, it wasn't. But we can gotten to the point where he feels like he can share that with me and that I you know, being sovereign in that moment would have been like me being fully in my feminine of being able to be compassionate and understanding of like, you know what? Yeah, I have been abrasive to people when they come over and like just to be able to take that criticism and understand that this is going to serve me because the more aware I am of how I'm coming off to people. I mean, that's that's what was most upsetting was the idea that that's how I'm coming off to people. That's what hurt me the most. And so what I realized was this was a huge gift and it had nothing to do with my husband 
because the, he's only reflecting back to me what's within me. And so it was really like I could have been pissed at him for days because of that situation. But really what it did, it was it allowed me to go inward and it allowed me to really reflect and it allowed me to really look at that part of myself of like, wow, what, where is this coming from? Where, why am I feeling this way? And really it, what it unraveled was so much lack, like I've felt so unsafe these last few years around my mutual friends with my husband because of our separation. And since that separation, I have felt like I can't fully let my guard down. Like I'm not going to be fully accepted by these people because at that time it felt like they chose him and then I was over here. And so it was a huge turning point. I ended up having some really humbling, beautiful conversations with friends of mine that I haven't talked to in a while. And it was just a really, honestly, I'm very grateful for it. But then that's it. That's it. That's those are the little shifts, the little moments of sovereignty, of where we can choose to be the victim of our life. We can choose to be the victim in our relationships, or we can choose to be in our power and to take that opportunity to take our power back and step into who it is that we our true self of who we truly want to be. Because I don't want to be an abrasive biatch. I want to be a welcoming, warm person, no matter if if I am feeling tired or whatever it is, if I'm, no matter what I'm wearing or doing or how, how like unprepared I am, I want to be able to be welcoming and for someone to feel my true self. And that's what a lot of women truly want is they want to feel like they aren't living a roller coaster. They want to feel like they're living in their power and they feel like they're not just getting, you know, whether my kid naps or not, like I'm going to have a good day. Like it's just, it's not so easy as just saying it. It's about really taking those moments of triggering and recognizing that these triggers are just showing up, showing you what's still in your way of being that person. And that was a huge, that's a huge part of sovereignty is just a complete reframe of of what's happening in your life is truly seeing it as what could it be possibly trying to show you and teach you about yourself that's massive yeah we just had a session in sacred sisters which you're in as well Mm -hmm. and that was all about the inner world reflecting out to the outer world and I think even aside from the metaphysical part of it even if you're not interested in energy I know everyone listening to this podcast is but Mm -hmm. even if you step outside of that part of it even if you approach things like that just mentally it allows you to come from a more empowered place Mm -hmm. and it's literally been proven that people who have an internal locus of control rather than an external locus of control do better in all areas they feel better they have more success in every area of their life because they feel like they're in control of their destiny and they Mm -hmm. feel like they can change their future they can change their life they're in charge of their life rather than everything is happening to them everything's from the outside in they're victims of their external reality so I think it's just really powerful to think like that and obviously there's the energy piece as well but I just think for everyone even people who aren't spiritual I think approaching the world like that is so incredibly powerful you have shared so much gold today for someone Mm. listening to this who is a CEO and a mum they're juggling they're trying to balance it all what advice do you have for them 
I think what I want to just say to that person is that you are worthy. And to, if hearing that phrase triggers you in any way, or if, if there's a part of you that wants to blow that off, I really encourage you to treat yourself like you're worthy. You are the only person that can love you the way that you truly deserve. And you are worthy of feeling that love and the power of that love and how it will affect and show up and just ripple through every part of your life is really kind of crazy and magical and something that I feel like we all need. And so I really, I just kind of want to encourage them because it's not supposed to feel so gosh darn hard. And it's really not supposed to feel, if it, if it does, then I really, again, encourage you to understand that that's just trying to redirect you back to, to you. It's really just trying to serve you and help you and remind you, hey, it doesn't need to be like this. You know, it's sort of like, I think of it as like a knocking on the door of like, hey, we're over here, like, you know, um, and that it's really, it's really just a sign. It's just a sign. And the last question I ask all of my guests is what is your favorite thing about doing this work? Ah, oh, I love this question. My favorite thing about doing this work is really reminding people or introducing people to the who they truly are. I find that that I've recently kind of narrowed it down that I feel like that is my ultimate gift and my ultimate purpose here is to help women really discover who it is that they truly are. And I think seeing that, seeing that light up, that light that sort of comes back or is sparked within someone and how it starts to, again, change their life, their relationships, that is the most like I want to do that all day, every day, because it's really just, it's amazing to see someone go from a feeling of stuck in despair and, you know, feeling like a victim to feeling like I am in control of my world, of my destiny, of my life. And like, I'm unstoppable because you really are, we really are, you know, it's just being willing to, um, to navigate with, a creative ones and what is the word that you have tattooed on your arm I've seen it a few oh. times does it say relentless yes it does and it's that. funny because I got this when I was in health and fitness coaching and the meaning of it has truly evolved over the years because I felt it then like you know again that like that grit of like no matter what you can't keep me down sort of a feel of a mentality but I really, I do feel like it's, it's just sort of evolved from that over the years. And I think all of us have that within us too. This has been incredible. This is definitely one to listen to twice. You've shared so much gold. Where can people find you and how can you help them? Thank you, Liz. So I, you can find me. I spend most time on Instagram at XO, the sovereign mother. And you can also find 
same tag over on TikTok. And my website is thesovereignmother.co. So you can find me there. I'm mostly on, I, I hang out the most on Instagram. So feel free to message me. I would love to have you. Thank you so much, Amy. This has been amazing. Thank you, Liz. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode today, let me know by sharing it to your stories and tagging me on Instagram at IamLizRoberta, which is where I'm usually hanging out between recording podcast episodes. You can download my free business activation there too and see what gorgeous groups I'm running right now, whether it's Spiritual Coaching Academy, Sacred Sisters or my High Level Elevate Mastermind. And one last thing, remember to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already because I will be back with a new episode next week. So sending lots of love and I'll see you then.